All right, hello, and welcome to Film Clash Live Between the Rounds. Thank you so much for joining us. My name's Kyle. I handle social media for Film Clash Live, and today I'm joined by my dear friends Jarrett, one of the co-founders of Film Clash Live, and Dan, a contributor turned collaborator. Guys, uh, would you be so kind as to introduce yourselves? Jarrett, why don't you uh, lead us off here? Oh, again? Yes, hi. I'm Jarrett, and I am the co-host of Film Clash Live. I'm the guy that tries to make people laugh, but I fail successfully, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Cool. Dan, how about yourself? Right, I'm Dan. I, I hang out at Film Clash Live, and uh, that's I hang, live in Atlanta and yeah. try and make movies. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, for those who are not familiar, which kudos on finding our podcast if you don't know Film Clash Live, we are all about screening locally produced short films to get constructive feedback so that filmmakers can basically improve their work. It's sort of like peer reviewing in the science world and uh, we're hoping to use this platform as a way of making sure that uh, or encouraging all uh, Atlanta-based filmmakers to Im improve their work and be the best filmmakers that we can all possibly be. So, um, and then this podcast, as uh, you may know, we uh, have Film Clash Live events every other month, once every other month, and so to fill those gaps in between, we've started this podcast to kind of bring it back up to speed, maybe a quick refresher on what we talked about last time, and uh, just to kind of keep everyone up to date. Now, with that said, our next Film Clash Live event will be on Thursday, December 28th at Joystick game bar as always um, at 8 p.m. So you can find us in the back room there, buy a drink, tip your bartenders and get ready to uh, uh, hurl out some constructive criticism. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we're all about here. Uh, so let's get right into it, guys. I mean, our main discussion point for today is going to be the our previous Film Clash Live event, which was October it was October 28th, wasn't it? I believe it was, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it was in October, it was in the past, you yeah. can't schedule it now because it's too late, you missed it. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure it out because I knew it was our Halloween show. and uh, Well, yeah, because I had to wear, we wore costumes. That costume that I wore, by the way, won me 150 bucks. No first, kidding. So. Why don't you describe for the folks in this uh, very non-visual medium what your Halloween costume was? So I had on lingerie. Uh-huh. <laughs> As per usual, but what was the costume? <laughs> yes, yes, no. But uh, seriously, it was, I was thinking, it's like, Huh, what should I be for Halloween? Then all of a sudden, I just came up with this idea of a luchador wrestler and name him El Sorbet. It turned out to be like one of the funniest costumes I've ever put money behind. Sweet deal. <laughs> well, so we, we were talking just before we hit record here on this episode about one film in particular. Now, we're not, we, we're not here to play favorites or anything like that. We're just facilitators for... You know, constructive criticism on, like we said, um, locally produced shorts, music videos, what have you. And um, this one in particular sparked a lot of conversation at the event itself. Uh, Jared, why don't you kind of give us a, a breakdown of, of what the short itself and then kind of uh, uh, how the conversation got started here. Yeah, so the short is named uh, Rob and Ollie, or Ollie and Rob, I can't remember. It was made by Extra Medium, who has been like one of our most consistent contributors for the nearly two years of Film Clash. It was basically these two guys on a park bench comparing life in a way, saying like, did you ever do this, that, and the other? And the other guy's like, no. And then it just goes back and forth, back and forth for a while. And it just had a lot of laughs throughout. But uh, uh, at the showing of it, there was a, a long discussion just about uh, how much is too much or how little is too little when it comes to comedy. Because one of our judges, she always said that 
it comes in threes, you know. You have this joke, that joke, and then you end off on a, on the third joke. And the other one is like, I can see it going longer and I'm okay with it going longer. And that just basically sparked an entire debate. And so Dan, I was curious about your impressions of it, you know, as, uh, you know, you, you know, you, what, first, tell us a little bit more just briefly about like your experience as a, as a filmmaker. Sure. Uh, I, I mostly make comedy films. Uh, that's sort of my background. And I write uh, for a couple different comedy sites. And, and uh, so that's basically what, what my, my niche is, I guess you could say. Um, and so I wasn't at, the, at, film, at Film Clash. And so seeing this for the first time, I don't know what other people were saying. And so my immediate response after, after watching it just now, I would say I think it was maybe one or two bits too long. Um, I, I think I am in the agreement of if you think it's funny, still cut it. Like, because you just jokes can like, and it, it is uh, they're repeating the same joke over and over again, but it's getting bigger and bigger and why like and, and crazier and crazier, which and so it works. Um, and then it does pay off in the end. There is kind of a punchline to the whole thing. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, I think that a big thing that came up in our in our group conversation, Jared. I mean, you you were you were there as well, so you kind of uh, witnessed this yourself. The idea of this rule of three, which I have never taken as a like concrete gold standard for comedy necessarily, oh, but it seems like, and I didn't realize that some people did apparently. So I, I started thinking about like, okay, well, for one thing, you know, who to thunk? Some things are funnier to other, some people than others. Weird, <laughs> strange how that works out. Um, but uh, but it did get me thinking about like how if you're trying to make something that is intended to be funny to a lot of people, you know, it's a tricky thing just because you don't want to go for like lowest common denominator because then it's not going to be very funny at all yeah. to anybody. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like there are some kind of sta standards more or less that kind of dictate what's going to be funny to a lot of people. And Dan, as a comedy writer yourself, both in print and for film, uh, I was curious as, you know, what would be what would have been like your your feedback you said a little bit that it was you know maybe went on for like a couple of couple of jokes too long but i mean this is pretty simple it, this film was pretty right. simple and set up so i'm curious as to what your feedback might have been to the filmmakers i probably still would have said pick i, I can't remember how many bits there were I, they probably each had about five mm. maybe five or six i would say maybe four is where they might have should have stopped like the four best mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, what and what they learned when I, I actually took comedy comedy writing slash oh, directing okay. in college mm. by a guy who wouldn't stop telling you how much he knew Andy Richter, uh, <laughs> and it was like twenty years later. Like they went to college <laughs> together, and he's still like, but uh, yeah, let me pick up that name you just dropped, Andy Richter. <laughs> okay, uh, who he we went to the college. Like that's Andy Richter and him went to college together, and then Andy Richter went to LA and he stayed anyway. But he, I mean, he was still a funny guy, and he knew his stuff was for every ten jokes that you have one might be funny and mm -hmm. so i think and there's these actually all of those were funny and, and uh, i shouldn't say that none of those were funny but he even said like if you think 10 of them are funny one of them is probably funny mm -hmm. and so like if you're trying to come up with 10 funny names you'll come up with 100 and then you'll have 10 mm. that will work and so i and i think that's why i think maybe they should they could have caught one not that they weren't funny but we got the joke by the end and so it was about the meat of the joke mm -hmm. and so that's why i think four of them would have really hit hard and then you get out. And that's what a lot of people say is get in, tell your joke and get out. Sure. But the rule of three, I don't really buy because the rule of three is more, 
for when you're the first two aren't supposed to be a joke. And so if you're telling yes. the rule of three, it's actually the first two are not a joke, and the third is what makes it the joke. Mm-hmm. And so you say like mm-hmm. apples, oranges, and octopuses. Like right. setting, yeah. Yeah. you you set the premise, you you confirm the premise, and then you stray from the premise. And that's what the three is. And Probably. so I don't think that their their skit falls in falls into it. Sure. Probably the best example of a skit that I can think of off the top of my head is probably that uh, Key, and, Key and Peele skit, skit uh, sketch, skit, something like that. Anyway. <laughs> I said skit. Yeah, but yes, yeah yes. Uh, the Key and Peele skit where... You can um, say segment to just be really good. <laughs> segment, all right. Either way, uh, the one where they're playing the board games with the other couple and um, the guys are partnered together and the girls are partnered together. I've never seen that one. Oh, it's so funny. And there was a part where he was uh, reading off, I think they were playing like charades or something like that. He's like, oh, um, this thing happened. like, and he answered like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he did it again and he's like, yeah, oh, oh. And the punchline was like, oh, um, living La Vida Loca, you know, the singer is like, me. And it was just dead, awkward silence. And he's like, no, no. Um, he bangs, he bangs, me, no. <laughs> and it's like, uh, singer, Latin, it's like, oh, Ricky Martin. And I even wrote that one, so. <laughs> so, like, that that worked for, like, the rule of three, you know. You got the two things that aren't funny, but then you got the build up, and then the awkward phase of making it even funnier just by making it more. Yes, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. it, and I see what you're both saying. It, it really does seem like that's more of a rule of like setup, setup, punchline, right. you know. Yeah. And so, um, but it, it is interesting because that's something that you know clearly that's a uh, you never know what rules people are going to latch onto as like right, yeah. the most serious rule, mm-hmm. you know. So that was that was kind of interesting. And the individual who who brought this up, I mean, I clearly you know we're everybody's feedback is valuable in this setting and, mm-hmm. and definitely a, I had a difference of opinion about like this particular person's assessment but you know it was an interesting insight into what this particular person and a lot of people in the crowd agreed you know it was like kind of like a you know who you know probably like half the people in the crowd were in agreement that that was the way to fix this thing that I didn't think was broken in the first place but again Different strokes, I suppose. Um, if they wanted feedback, I would have said that. If I sure. just saw this, I would have been like, that's a great sketch. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have like mm-hmm. gone up to them otherwise and said that, that you needed to cut some or something. Yeah, exactly. But uh, going to Key and Peele really quick, mm. is it, it's kind of negating what I said, but they do have that, that one sketch, which I watch probably once every couple of months, where they, they're naming football players. Yeah. Yes. And there's like 20 names yeah. in there, and so that is repeating the yes. same joke. It's yeah. a funny name over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why that gets away with it. Maybe because it's going so fast and mm-hmm. it's so silly. Yeah. And these, you kind of have the, um, it, it's it's two guys. Like I think you were saying, like yeah. talking about weird things that they mm-hmm. do and saying, oh, I don't do that either. And mm-hmm. I, maybe it's because each one takes a little long. It takes fifteen seconds to kind of say their bit. It might. Yeah. Maybe yeah. That's why it felt a little long. Yeah. It's. But in the same way that this um, the the east the classic East West Bowl sketch from that's from right. Key yeah, and Peele, yeah, yeah. It, the the uh, the thing that is uh, that that and this one have in common is that they both kind of they hinge on the ability to get progressively sillier, even when you don't necessarily think that they could possibly get any yeah. sillier than what happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in that way, it's almost like a you know a shaggy dog story. You know, it's like it's it just it just it's one hundred percent build up mm-hmm. with just like a right. little like just a real quick stinger at the very end yeah. that wraps it all up together, yeah. which. 
you know, again, we got to give cute. I mean, this is like from a, just a technical standpoint. I thought this sketch looked good. I thought it had an interesting style. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, because they have uh, bits in in it that uh, when they're talking about these weird things that they do, they have like black and white photo montage uh, flashbacks, yeah. which I thought was a really interesting choice mm -hmm. that. Worked it out really well. Kept me in, in th if it was just them on the park bench, I would have oh, yeah, checked out a check. lot yes. earlier. And but it also, if they did just film it, it would. I, I think the it's, the still photographs was really kind of brilliant. Yeah. Touch. It was pretty strong. And another thing that actually came up in the conversation, Jared, if you recall, was that. Um, somebody said they should have done more with the camera because having it just like two angles from the back. Mm. I. Again, I feel like that was a style choice that it worked for me personally. Yeah, it definitely worked because, I mean, the whole premise of it was just you're taking in the day, you know? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just two guys sitting there. It's like, have you ever, you know, just mm -hmm. you're in the moment of clarity and serenity and you just... I, I, yeah, I have one moment where I'm like, that's kind of like, I, I realized that it was just kind of these two, mm -hmm. like from the back to uh, three quarter shots. I don't know, but... Uh, but then it just kind of went away. Like I, I kind of wonder why that happened, and then I just didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Was this the same same guys that did the cigarette joke uh, sketch? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. They did the. Uh, was it? Uh, they like a guy, smoke. like uh, a guy torturing another guy, like drenching him in gas, and then he lights a cigarette and he flicks a cigarette at the gas trail, and it doesn't light, and nobody else has any yeah, matches or it's anything. It's awkward. And it was about a minute long, and it was hysterical. <laughs> Very. Funny. But they. And yeah, they they their sketches kind of take their time, which is really rare in mm -hmm. comedy because you kind of want to move as fast as you can. It takes honestly a lot of confidence, I feel like, yeah, to be to let jokes simmer. Yeah, yeah. you know, because it does it does not always work. In fact, most of the time it doesn't work at all. Yeah. So even if it works a little bit, you know, which I thought, you know, I, I haven't seen that particular one. It sounds mm -hmm. like very consistent with their style, clearly. Oh, it is, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean it. Bottom line, though, uh, you know, my final verdict was I would not, uh, Dan, I was similar to you. I was like, if you weren't asking me for any feedback, I would have probably none. If you just said, hey, check this out, let me know what you think, right. I'd say, A plus, this works. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, I mean, and then Jared, I, I don't remember what exactly your final word on it was, but. Oh, yeah, well, it, <clears throat> you know, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed every, like, because I've seen it before. Uh, I laughed again. Like it didn't. It, it's just their style. It's what Tommy and James have been doing since they started Extra Medium. It's just having mm -hmm. these elaborate jokes that goes on for a little while, and mm -hmm. either you can get it or you don't. And you know, it's just one of those talking. It, and it brought up a talking point. Mm -hmm. Like, what? And for some reason, it just happened at our at this particular film clash that everyone had an opinion about yeah. comedy, which right. is which is great, and that's what we want. Yeah. You know? so. I mean, we were really getting down to the nuts and bolts, and, like, that's, I mean, we're not here to play favorites or anything like that. This just happened to be the one sketch of the evening that had the most conversation generated right. from it, yeah. and so we wanted to, you know, kind of carry that over. And, you know, honestly, if, if uh, I would say for sure, if you want to check out Extra Medium's work, I mean, find them online, mm -hmm. look at what they've done. They're, you know, they're funny guys. They do some yeah. good stuff. Um but uh, I don't know, any final thoughts on this particular piece before we move on? Uh, nope. I'm no. Good. Cool. Okay. So, uh, this idea that I had kind of percolating for a little while that I wanted to see if, if you had any thoughts on this, we have this whole event set up every other month so that we can give constructive feedback to mostly amateurs and um, smaller scale professionals. Um, and we try to, you know, the whole point is to try to make everybody's work better. And... 
I was curious, because we always look at shorts, occasionally we have like music videos or even like maybe a commercial or something like that. Um, have there been any big Hollywood movies that you've seen recently, new movies, not so new movies, that you just were screaming silently for someone to just fix this movie? Like it needed, this needed just like one more draft. This needed to be fixed. And just to kind of get your, get, get the wheel turning here, I was thinking of the recent slate of DC Comics movies. Because it seems like everybody's got an opinion about every DC movie that's come <laughs> yeah. out in the last five years or so. And for good reason. They're not perfect. But I was kind of curious, like, of those movies, I have... The only one that I saw was Wonder Woman, which, good choice on my part, if I yeah. do say so myself. <laughs> um, but I was curious if you guys had, had seen any of them, if you remember seeing them and thinking, like, God, what is... Like, th this could have been good. You bringing that up, actually. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> it got me thinking because I went and I saw uh, Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And what pisses me off about Suicide Squad is that it came on the tail end of Deadpool. And mm -hmm. DC, for some odd reason, decided to do a whole month's worth of... Worth, tried saying that ten times. <laughs> uh, a whole month's worth of reshoots. And that's a lot of money yeah. <laughs> that you're going to have to pay the actors. Claiming Deadpool had nothing to do with it. Exactly. They said it wasn't, but it obviously It was. obviously did because, I mean, they went back to do a whole month worth of reshoot just to produce that shit. Come on. <laughs> I mean, like, it was. you might as well just call it uh, Guardians of the uh, Galaxy, the diet DC version. So, uh, so I'm curious, with all that in mind, I mean, this is not the Let's Crap on uh, a DC right. Cinematic Universe we podcast. We should start that podcast. We should way. start that. If it doesn't, if, if it, if, I would say this, if there are fewer than 10 Let's Crap on the DC Cinematic <laughs> Universe podcast, Absolutely. we need to ride well, that yes. train. Yes, we percent. Um, all about it. But, like, so, let's, let's be honest here. You are not the first and will not be the last to have <laughs> problems with Suicide Squad, but I was curious, when you watched it, was there ever a point when you thought, uh, they should have done, th they should have zigged when they zagged, you know, is there something they should have done that they didn't do, uh, yes. like, okay, so what, if you're, let's say you're fixing this movie, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the director's been pulled and Jared, you're in charge now. What do you do? You got you I, got six months to go before release date. I take out the uh, characters that had no real reason to be in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like there was uh, huge. Yeah, there was literally like two. One of which like made it through like most of the whole like uh, setup and the, nearly the payoff just to be killed off like just before it all began and you got the last five and I'm like that was pointless. I mean, you brought this whole guy from. Basically, the beginning of the movie, just to have him killed off and no one knows who the hell he is, I would have probably given uh, Doc Croc or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck it. Anyway, I would have probably given him more than just like the stupid like one-liners like they did at the end. It was basically him being, uh, who was it, uh, Dopey from uh, The Seven Dwarves. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Following. Following. <laughs> it's like dopey where he like has like the last line because you wasn't expecting to hear anything from him. Or, uh, yeah. Right. And then he was he might as well have been grouped, you know, because all he had was just like this repetitive line, and you know it wasn't like clever or anything. Mm -hmm. Not saying that you know this isn't me shitting on group because you know that's a great movie <laughs> and a great character, but um, yeah, it was. I was just like. This is just 
stupid, you know? <laughs> it's like it's like they and again, my whole thing is why in the hell did they do a whole month of reshoots just to produce less Jared Leto? <laughs> I, I, I believe the question answers the question in this case, yeah, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, it was just it was bad. Oh, I, yeah. I think that the, the what I see in the DC movies is a, like a group of executives trying like a mil like not even just executives there's a million people trying to get their own ideas in there mm -hmm. and, and a million people saying this is the way we should go this is the direction we should go and so it's just a jumble mm -hmm. mess and i think mm -hmm. the one thing marvel does good is letting the director put their vision out and be the sole guide of this shit there's a million people helping and a million people giving their creative sure. mm -hmm. but each each one it really seems like the director's at the helm and if you, and wonder woman i think they really let the director just yeah. do what she needed to do yeah um, and she did, and that's why it worked, because it's one voice, or a million voices kind of funneled through one, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's why Suicide Squad was just, I think, a mess, and so it was, I haven't seen Justice League yet, but from mm -hmm. what I hear, they say it again, it's just a jumbled mess of trying to take Marvel ideas mm -hmm. and other people, and it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, just from, just from trailers, most of these DC movies definitely appear to be... Uh, cases of too many cooks in the kitchen, and yeah. the most egregious uh, offenders seem to be the ones where that's the most true. Specifically, Suicide Squad, I think, is like most people over the age of thirteen would probably agree is the wor is the worst offender of that. But mm -hmm. Justice League reeks of it too. Now, granted, for very good reason, it looks like they had a director change like two thirds of the way through. Uh, or something like that, and so that I'm sure had something to do with it. And then obviously, with Suicide Squad trying to like change direction at the last possible moment, that's you know something to consider as well. So, mm. focus, I guess, is probably a lesson yeah, to be taken yeah. here. Like, stay mm -hmm. focused, like mm -hmm. on what you're trying to accomplish as a filmmaker. And mm -hmm. you know what? If your focus is to sell sexy Halloween costumes slash action figures, then maybe Suicide Squad worked. I don't know. I mean. You guys were alive on planet Earth this Halloween and last <laughs> Halloween. Like, right. it kind of worked, except I can't imagine that. It, I mean, that's not Empire Building, no. frankly. It, right. Yeah, this past Halloween, it was a bunch of DC characters and uh, Star Wars characters. Mm -hmm. You got the occasional bros dressing up this way or that way, which is fine. <laughs> but Pennywise was supposed to be really big this season, and yeah. that movie was, I didn't I didn't mm -hmm. see it, but it was, I mean, yeah. from what people are saying, it was critically and box office yeah. very successful, so. Yeah, but, um, I mean, we're, we're this is all wide-ranging. Granted, a lot of these things that we've discussed here are not problems that most people who are submitting to Film Clash Live have to worry about, yeah. like <laughs> having a hundred people <laughs> contributing their own ideas to the soup there, um, or how many action figures are gonna sell off their movie. I mean, we're, someday, we'll get there. <laughs> Someday, <laughs> but right now we're just talking, you know. But um, but Jared, I think definitely yeah. you, you really hit the nail on the head there with like tr that kind of goes back to Dan what you were talking about. Trim the fat, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, trim the fat in terms of characters. Trim the mm -hmm. fat in terms of dialogue. In terms of pretty much everything. I mean, if y there is something to be said for big and flashy, but you can still keep keep it lean where it counts. Mm -hmm. You know. You don't have to have a, you know, every shot doesn't need to be a kaleidoscope of, of you know, character and, uh, you know, crap zipping around the screen all the time. Right. So anyhow. Yeah. And, and that's, oh, sorry. No, you good. Go well, I was going to say, and that's what I would say is, is the two things I think everybody, and, and uh, everybody should do on a, a, like, if they're making their own movie is have a, a 
location sound recorder, <laughs> definitely necessary. Like, and a lot of people say your movie can look crappy and sound great, and yeah. people will accept it. If it mm -hmm. if it looks good and sounds crappy, people won't. Sure. Accept it. Yeah. But also, I don't think people should edit their own films. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that you need that th that that person who wasn't there and isn't attached to it mm -hmm. emotionally to say something isn't working or to, to do something um, and 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 just and, and to trim it the way it needs to be cut. And uh, that personally, how I feel, I think there are some people who edit their own fit like. But uh, they do fine. But I really think it's hard for a writer director to separate themselves from. The right, director. and and if you're listening and you're thinking, well, the Coen Brothers edit their own movies. Yeah, they. I mean, <laughs> you're not the Coen Brothers. That they pro <laughs> I mean, job, job position taken. Um, so yeah, just... yeah, we're all struggling filmmakers right now. Mm -hmm. So you know, gotta gotta struggle. Sure. Uh, but um, to go, to go along with what you were saying about trimming the fat. I think in the same sense that some people can make things a little too lean, which brings me to the second movie that just came to mind, mm -hmm. uh, which I absolutely love, and I would watch it over and over again, but remember the Titans. There was hmm. a was little seeing. too much that was trimmed off, and it was just... Interesting. It was way too simple in parts, and it was just a, kind of a throw-off. Throw off, like, <clears throat> I saw it in theaters over in... Indicator when uh it came out, great movie. I mean, it did its job and whatnot. But after a while, it it was just basically the same. It had the same feel of any other like race relations movie, and it wasn't necessarily all about football. But you know, it was as if it was hiding behind football, and just the the. The dialogue was very simple. Mm -hmm. This is after I watched it like 30 times. I was just realizing like, this movie is way too simple for wow. it to be you know, such a complex and beautiful subject. And it's interesting that you bring that up because you know, when you were talking about, you know, being too simple, uh, one of the, one of my sort of guilty pleasure classics is The Dirty Dozen. Okay. Like, you know, because you're talking about the, uh, Remember the Titans, which is, you know, it falls under the broad umbrella of team movies movies that deal with a basically an ensemble cast of like this this scrappy team of uh, of misfits that have to work together or whatever and in that might be the only thing that connects that movie to the dirty dozen but um but in, in that particular movie it's like you got these 12 guys and it's like all oh, right so we're gonna really learn about jim brown and telly cephalus and J john cassavetes and oh, yeah. And the and these nine other guys and they don't really have personalities. They're just there because the name sounded super cool, which it, it is a, a very good title. But um, yeah, I mean, it's like don't introduce twelve characters if you're only going to flesh out five of them. You know, that's uh, that's something that I definitely see abused in like major Hollywood movies more than small independent movies, mostly because actors are expensive. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, no movie in my opinion is above criticism obviously Absolutely. and so I, it just bears remembering that you know I, trust me we talk about this all the time it's tough to put your work in front of people and ask them okay I actually used to work with a guy at a radio station who anytime his consultant came in the first thing that this broadcaster said to his consultant was okay kick me in the balls because <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like you know it's like you're, you're, you're making yourself vulnerable and you're opening yourself up willingly to uh, a major bruise on your ego mm -hmm. but Nobody's above it. Everybody's work can deal with can can do with some some improvement. So that's what we're all about, really. Um, we're getting pretty close to time here, so I just wanted to throw it to you guys. See if you had any kind of closing thoughts before we wrap things up, Jarrett. Closing thoughts. Well, um, 
Listen to listen to K. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. I'm promoting you, Kyle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he has another podcast, and it's pretty freaking amazing. It's actually very entertaining. It's him and our friend Kyer, Ky, uh, whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll dub that in. It's Kari. Yeah. Kari. Kari. Whoever the hell you are, you know who you are. It's Kira Knightley. Actress Kira Knightley <laughs> yes, is my co-host. It's, <laughs> it's Kira Knightley. No, but seriously, Kari is one of the sweetest people in the world. I love you, Kari. I know you're going to listen to this. Anyway, um, yeah, definitely check them out. It's called K, as in the letter K. Then, have you seen? And just listen, because you will be thoroughly entertained by movies that you've never watched. So, <laughs> I can definitely tell you that. But uh, yeah, outside of that, yeah, uh, after Christmas, come on out to Joystick at Opus 9, which is the back room, and watch me try to be funny. That's basically all I got. All right, Dan, <laughs> what, uh, what, any, anything to wrap us up here? No, no plugs, no nothing. Just keep making films, everybody. Right, cool. Um, all right, and uh, yeah, definitely be sure to come out to our next Film Clash Live event that is, once again, Thursday, December 28th, 8 p.m. at Joystick Game Bar in the back. Um, of course, if you are interested in submitting a film, we are always open to that. Find us on Facebook. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. Film Clash Live. I believe we're the only group by that name. Uh, we should be pretty so. easy to spot. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you are interested in submitting any films, we're always open to that. If you know anybody that's interested in submitting films, let them know. Send them our way. The more the merrier. Please. We want we want to be turning people away because yes. we have too many submissions. Either that or staying at Joystick until they lock the doors on us. Either pretty way. Much. Either way. So Or until Sean kicks us out. Until Sean kicks us yeah. out, which seems likely. Yeah. Um, unfinished films are okay. In fact, encouraged definitely unfinished yes. rough cuts you know uh, and and like we mentioned earlier we don't just take narrative films uh, we've had music videos we've had commercials we've had weird film festival bump videos yes. that are actually very entertaining on their own yeah we need um, to talk about that in the next one. Oh, for sure that one was hilarious so that's a that's a tease if I've ever heard one so yeah. with that uh, I am I've been Kyle with Jarrett and Dan and uh, we will catch you at joystick on December 28th bye guys bye